welcome to episode 9 of Align Your Mind, the podcast that helps you change your life and achieve your goals through the power of thought work. My name is Chelsea Tanner, and we're talking about one of my favorite topics today, and it's one that I struggled with more than I even realized when it was happening. Oh, but before I forget, I just wanted to point out a really cool and shiny button that's on your phone screen right now, and it's called the subscribe button. This is the way you can get brand new episodes already on your phone each and every Monday, so go ahead and push that button. You won't want to miss anything. Here we go. So today I'm talking about perfectionism. Right up front, you know how I am with words and how I love to look up definitions of them. So um, just so we're on the same page, I asked Google what it means to perfect something. And it means to make something completely free of flaws or defects or as close to such a condition as possible. Also, perfect is a descriptor. And if you're going to add a descriptor to anything that exists, that's an interpretation of that thing. What is a fault? What is a defect? These definitions may differ from person to person. And what's the point of me dismantling the definition? To allow you to see that perfect is an opinion. Perfect, when used as an abstract ideal that we try to match, is extraordinarily difficult because it isn't any one objective thing. It's the absence of faults and defects, which are arbitrarily decided by each individual. No wonder this can lead to so much confusion. Perfectionists tend to have a pattern of all or nothing thinking. Either it's perfect or it's not perfect, but if perfect doesn't exist, it's just an elusive lack of flaws, then what are we really striving for? And why do we want to be perfect? Well, I think it's because we think we'll feel amazing. Like, wouldn't it be just incredible to be perfect at what you do? Wouldn't it just feel amazing all the time if you could just be perfect? Just something to keep in mind for when you have these thoughts. You have a human brain, and that brain will always produce thoughts that cause all of the emotions. Even if you accomplish something that you think is perfect, you're not going to automatically feel amazing all the time. So why do we think that this is so true? My humble opinion is that capitalism has a lot to do with it. Capitalism and people trying to sell us stuff, it's, they prey on the fact that we think that this can be achieved through buying products. You know, like do this diet, buy this exercise equipment. You'll be happy and healthy and perfect. When we buy these things, we're trying to take action in order to change our beliefs about ourselves because we aren't perfect yet and we need to do something about it. If we do this program or buy this thing, then we'll feel a certain way. But I want to review fundamentally how the brain works. Your thoughts create your feelings, not your actions. You can produce something truly incredible but still feel terrible and inadequate because your brain is telling you it's not perfect. And the messed up thing about that is perfect doesn't exist as a thing in the world. It's an opinion. It is absolute by definition, but most people fail to define what perfect means to them. 
I see this a lot in musicians, and I've had students say that they couldn't get through their whole piece one week because they couldn't get certain parts of it perfect. And when I asked what it was perfect meant to them, they weren't able to define it. They didn't know when they would arrive at perfect, so they just kept spinning their wheels in the practice room. The problem with perfection is it's lack-based, meaning the flaws are the focus, because there's no other definition of perfection except the absence of errors or defects. This can turn into scarcity thinking, the notion of not quote-unquote enough. When we think of something as perfect or imperfect, which is usually the measure of whether we're doing something correctly, we're very much focused on not doing things instead of intentionally doing them. I'm going to use this example as a musician, but you can apply it to anything you do. An easy way to identify success for musicians if, is if they play all the notes correctly. It's easy to measure and tempting to be the measure of whether something is perfect or not. This is logical and it makes a lot of sense, but if that's all the musician is aiming to do, they have a lot to lose if they miss a note. If there's such a weight on something being perfect, the minute something goes wrong, it can seem like the whole performance was all for nothing. I love asking my students why they're performing because so often we can lose sight of really why we do things or why we live our life a certain way. If we perform for external validation or to be considered perfect or just to not mess up, we're setting ourselves up for disappointment. A common one I hear is that people also want to prove themselves and prove that they're good enough through a performance. But when we do that, we put the stakes super high. There's such a long way to fall. And good enough is an opinion. Good enough is not measurable. Therefore, good enough is a decision. We ultimately get to decide whether we're good enough, whether we're perfect or whether we put all of our stock into playing the right notes. I, I want to offer how I think of performances and how this is kind of like a microcosm of, you know, the perfection that we have in our lives from a broader perspective. I choose to use the notes on the page to express something. I choose the phrasing based on the harmony, history, and traditions that I've heard before. I spend little time thinking actually about the notes unless it's about how they're related to each other, how I can most smoothly and effectively play one to the next because to me they mean nothing if they aren't serving a higher purpose or serving the phrase that I'm playing. This takes a wider perspective than just being in the weeds with a technical passage, but it is important to question the goal. Is the goal in the practice room to get the notes right? Or is it to serve the goal of the performance? Which in my case is to touch an audience. I want to craft a performance that I love, that I want to share, and that I think is really compelling. If that's my intention, a note missed doesn't seem so bad. I can still have that intention and miss a note and implement that intention. I like to think of my life goals this way. I want to make a difference in people's lives. I want to help them with their mindset. I want to help people feel empowered and I want to be an example of what is possible with this work in music and beyond. If that's my intention, 
some criticism here or there or a word misspelled on a blog post or a link that doesn't work in a social media post is hardly a problem. I don't have to get to the goal perfectly. I just know I'm going to get there. If I'm worried about being perfect every step of the way, I'm likely to lose some self-confidence. Perfectionist thinking will make your self-confidence crumble. If we think we are either perfect or imperfect, good or bad, right or wrong, there's no room for error or improvement. This is all or nothing thinking at its finest. All or nothing thinking is judgmental and it feels pretty bad. (laughs) But that's also why we think this way. Let me explain. We assume we'll feel amazing when we're perfect. We make all kinds of plans in the future of how perfect we will be, of course, to distract ourselves from how imperfect we feel right now. And I used to do this all the time. I would make the perfect practice plan, the perfect workout schedule or whatever it was, then I would show up the first day excited to be the kind of person I would be at the end of this honestly overly difficult schedule. I would work out maybe the first three days of the week or something like that, and then something would come up. Life would happen, and I'd miss a day. So what did I do when I missed today? Of course, I quit the whole thing altogether because what's the point if I wasn't going to follow the schedule? That's the whole point. It's to be perfect, and that's, that's the question I didn't ask myself. Why was I doing it? I was doing it to be perfect because I assumed if I did that I would feel amazing and I'd finally feel good enough and worthy enough. But when we're doing something to do it perfectly, we have everything to lose. We need some good reasons to keep us going on the days when we have only 15 minutes of practicing left in our schedule and you know what's going to get us to really do those 15 minutes anyway when we planned on having three hours instead of leaving it to tomorrow to do that 10 minute run instead of the 30 minute run you'd originally planned on because your goal wasn't to be perfect about it your goal is so much bigger we can get bogged down in perfection when we implement a process we think if the process is perfect that's the only way we'll have a worthy outcome but if we live our lives this way we will give up every time something isn't perfect we'll fail ahead of time we'll fail before we even start because we'll quit It's worth it to have intention and goals that are sloppily implemented with failures along the way. It's worth it to do B minus work and to put it out into the world because if you wait for it to be perfect or you wait to be ready, it'll never happen. If you have a clear intention in your life, you're one step closer. But to expect that you'll do it perfectly is always a trap. We create these perfectionist fantasies where we follow the plan and reach our goal, but what happens if you fall off the plan midway through? What do you make that mean? If you aren't where you want to be two weeks out from an audition, do you give up? Do you you believe it is impossible to win? What arbitrary schedules and what parameters are you putting on your life? And what are you making it mean if you don't achieve them? I would recommend spending a good amount of time if you struggle with this with like a pen and a piece of paper really answering those questions. 
where do you catch yourself trying to just not be wrong this used to be my mo (laughs) i used to just not want to be wrong or upset anybody or rock the boat i'm a rule follower i set rules for myself that i'm actually beginning to question right now around my career professionalism and my life in general i'm starting to break some of those rules that i didn't even know that i had set for myself i'm starting to break out of my habits but you better believe my brain is kicking and screaming all the way there (laughs) when you come out of a perfectionism mindset and you follow through with the schedule you set for yourself when you set a schedule to practice four or five hours a day it should not feel good (laughs) right if you're really gonna do it that's so tiring and overwhelming you know it shouldn't feel amazing that's a red flag if you feel amazing after planning a really rigorous schedule i would say that's more of a fantasy (laughs) when we plan hard things and feel amazing about it we need to check ourselves Am I really going to run four times this week in 30 degree weather when I haven't run all winter? No, probably not. (laughs) I don't feel good about that. (laughs) If I do feel good about that, I'm setting myself up for failure because it will not feel good to do. And if my only reason for doing it is to implement a plan perfectly, oh, I can give up and feel great because I didn't have to go outside in the freezing cold and I didn't actually fail the schedule. I just decided not to do it. (laughs) I don't know if you can relate to this, but I used to do that all the time. And this will keep you spinning on the hamster wheel. Allow yourself to be messy about things sometimes. Your work doesn't have to be perfect, nor should it be. You don't have to wait to put something out there until it's 100% perfect. Honestly, it's probably more relatable that you show up having flaws because it's human. (laughs) I put this podcast out each week, not because I'm perfect at putting out podcasts. And this is my ninth one. I'm not even close to like even being good at them yet, like honestly. But I want to share this work with people and I love podcasts. I have my mission, but the implementation isn't perfect yet. I don't, I, sometimes I stumble on my words, right? Like, Like right now, I'm going off script. I'm stumbling on my words. But the words aren't the thing that I'm concerned with. What I'm concerned with is telling you about perfectionism. It's helping you to be aware of something else in your mindset that could help you in the future. It's spreading this work to people. And right now, it's the evening before the podcast is scheduled to come out that's not perfect in my mind and I feel a little tired but this mission keeps me going I'm I believe that I can make a difference in the way I get there will probably be messy and imperfect and full of failures that's what I'm signing up for and knowing that really makes all the difference if we think we have an expectation of everything's going to line up perfectly and we're going to be able to do it and it's going to be perfect and we'll feel like doing it in the moment. That's setting ourselves up for failure. Failure not by doing and seeing if it works, but by giving up because it won't seem worth it if we can't do it perfectly. If you struggle with this, I would love to talk with you about it. 
if you are interested in getting coaching by me or looking into one of the programs that I have for musicians, um, please let me know. My email is chelsea at chelseatanner.com and you can check out my website at chelseatanner.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would so appreciate it if you could review. <laughs> if you enjoyed today's episode, I would so appreciate it if you could rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you would recommend it to a friend, like, please actually recommend it to your friend. <laughs> I might leave that little, like, mess up part in there. Okay, well, I hope you have a beautiful week. The amazing theme music for this podcast is called. Oh no! I just wrong too. Oh no! The amazing theme music for this podcast is a song called "Already Gone" by Paper Morning. They're an amazing band, and you can hear more from them in the link in the show notes.